Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Let me tell you about Way. It's spelled O-U-A-I, and it is here to take care of your skin in these treacherous winter months. Way is awesome. And believe me, you want to take better care of your skin. There's something you want to do. Quench thirsty skin, leave it feeling satin smooth with Way Melrose Place Body Creme. Hydrating, fast absorbing, it's there to have your back to make sure that you have that hydrating, dewy glow. Plus, there's Way's Melrose Place Body Cleanser. Balance your skin, gently cleanse and nourish, and make sure that it's skin softened by oils in a hydrating blend. High quality, <clears throat> excuse me, high quality nourishing ingredients like jojoba seed oil and rosehip oil. Experience the new Way Melrose Place Body Cream and Body Cleanser. Your body, your way. Go to theway.com. That's O-U-A-I, theway.com. Use the promo code BLEAVE to get 15% off your entire purchase. That's 15% off your entire order at T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com. Use the promo code BLEAVE. Let me tell you about Bet Online. Bet Online. March is starting. You know what that means? March Madness. So head on over to the website at Bet Online. And use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50, 50, 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BLEAV to get started. Not just basketball, by the way. Bet online is your source for hockey, boxing, UFC odds, uh, Olympic coverage, and they've got that online casino whenever you want to get busy. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. Bet online where the game starts. There is a spoon. There is a spoon that's magic. I love magic spoon because listen, if you're trying to watch what you eat, you're trying to diet, you're trying to take care of your body, your sweet tooth's going to happen. It's going to rear its ugly head no matter what. So why not have a cereal that tastes as good, if not better, than your favorite childhood cereal with only 140 calories per serving? Come on now. Plus, you get 13 or 14 grams of protein and only 4 net grams of carbs in each serving. Every single flavor is delicious. Cookies and cream, maple waffle. I love the cocoa. My family loves the frosted and the fruity. You got to try them all. They're all delicious. Magic Spoon is the best. Go to magicspoon.com slash Mikey. Grab a custom bundle of cereal. Try it today. And be sure to use the promo code Mikey at checkout. Save $5 off your order. Remember, get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash Mikey. And use the promo code Mikey to save $5 off. Thank you so much, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. It's my booger situation, like. All right. <clears throat> Hello, everyone. It is the Mikey Likes You podcast, and it's uh, everybody's favorite, the question and answer. You're so self-absorbed. You don't want to hear me talk about what I want to talk about. You want to hear me talk about what you want to talk about. <laughs> Narcissists. Hmm. No, nah, just kidding. Oh, it's always good um, because I do have a bit of a tainted I said taint. I do have a bit of a tainted view of what is interesting or important or relevant because I have a bit of a unique view on things as someone who's been 
uh, eating a certain way for 20 years and training for 20 years. Uh, uh, what I get geeky about isn't necessarily what most people who have normal person lives and normal levels of vanity don't, uh, you know, they, they don't necessarily find that as interesting. And there's a reason why broadcasting got called that because you have to have the ability to reach a broad audience. And I, dude, I learned that the hard way. I was so lucky to grow up my entire adult life doing radio with Kevin and Bean and then, you know, guys like Corolla. Um, I got so I was Ralph Garman. I got so lucky to have these people. I could not only kind of monitor them and observe it and then take notes. I got I got to work with them and they would they would guide me along. They'd be supportive. And you realize, yes, I, for instance, here's the best example. I remember one time Slash came on Loveline. And uh I talked to him for 20 minutes about using Les Pauls and BC Riches and different gauge strings and like what songs necessitate what what different guitars and all that and developing his style and like sustained bends and all this geeky guitar shit. I didn't realize till I went on my Twitter after the show that most people, like the overwhelming majority of people, don't give two shits about what type of gauge string Slash plays because most people don't fucking play guitar and don't have idols that are, you know, guitar gods and shit. You know what I'm saying? So I, as a ridiculous meathead who's been training and won't even consider missing like his workouts and have gotten totally accustomed to monitoring my diet and all that. What is interesting to me is not really even not only not interesting to most people, it's not even relevant to most people. So here the Q and a, I just ask you, what should I talk about? And then you ask me questions and then I answer them like this. OMG. How exciting. See, see, Relevant, hard-hitting journalism right here from, I love Rosie Acosta. She's a great person. You guys should follow her. Really, really wise woman in wellness and health, yoga. She's a, she's a great person. Uh, Parker Whip. Does Mikey like himself? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I deal with, um, I think, the same type of insecurities that most people do. But I don't, uh, I don't think I have an issue of, self-dislike I don't I don't um constantly think of reasons why I suck um I definitely have battled that in the past to a much larger extent but I like myself and I like myself a lot more now when I can gather consistency with like being the guy that I want to be and I can fall asleep at night knowing that I'm being the type of person that I, I would admire um I'm I'm painfully aware of my flaws and I do have them, you know, and I try to buckle down and really deal with those. But uh, when it comes to people who don't like themselves, like I know those people, some people, a friend of mine who passed away, gosh, it's just a little over a year. He was the first guy that I, I grew up with people who died, but this was the first guy that wasn't family, you know, like a grandpa or, or, or like an older family. This is my first, like my boy, he was my friend. I loved this guy. He he and I grew up. We've been going to school together since kindergarten, and he died a little over a year ago. And that was the first time I'd had that, where someone who wasn't family that I really cared about died. 
He was the most giving, loving, considerate person in the world, but he fucking hated himself. He just couldn't, he couldn't figure out how to cut himself some slack and be like a, 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 a kind narrator to his own story. I'm sorry, I'm getting a little choked up. But um, he was, yeah, so I know what it's like to, to fucking, when people don't like themselves. Um, so yes, I like myself. <laughs> how are you liking or disliking the weather here in Texas versus California? Uh, I don't mind it either way. I love the Texas weather. What I will say is it's kind of fucking bullshit in that there's no, it's kind of bullshit that Tuesday of this last week, it was 85 degrees. I was walking around my shirt off, sweating balls at my, I was training. My fucking face was just dripping like I got out of the shower. The next day I'm in a parka. It's literally freezing. There's snow, ice and shit on my windshield. That's not cool. Keep a deal with me, Mother Nature. At least in in Minneapolis, Chicago, whatever, you, you go, okay, well, it's November. I'm in Minnesota. It's going to be butt-ass cold. I better just throw on my parka, turn on the heater to just preposterous levels, and let's ride this baby out. But I know what I'm getting, Okay. That I cannot wake up Tuesday and have it be 85 and then Wednesday be 29. That's not hyperbole. That's kind of bullshit. But it's nice. I love it. <laughs> Greg Rumberg. Hey, Greg. Miss your face, he says. I miss yours too, Greg. Uh, Mitchell Money, 831. You're a beautiful man. Well, <laughs> I'm not going to argue with you, Mitchell. Donde esta Rudy? Rudy... Rudy lives large at Kulo Breaker. Follow fucking Rudy. Way cooler than I am. Let's get a serious question. When are you going to LA to do the Ellis show next? Love you and all that you do. Thank you, JRock6969. Um, I don't know. I'm, I know I'll be going back to LA. Uh, I, I got this new gig starting that I'm going to be consistently going back and forth to, to Venice particularly. Um, but, you know, it looks like my man Ellis is doing so well with his touring comedy. I think it's probably more likely he'll be around Texas sooner than I'll be back in LA with him. But hopefully I could be on the air with those guys, Jason and Tully and Kevin. I love them all. So I hope soon. Best advice to build outer chest seems to be the hardest part for me to build. Thanks, Mike. Very good question Uh, for you men out there. I don't know if this is the same for the lids. Pectoral area, obviously, because of breast tissue. One of the very, very clear differences between um, hypertrophy and training, uh, resistant training when it comes to men and women, okay? Because guys don't have them titties. Uh, well, we shouldn't. I know there's a problem with gynecomastia and fat mass in the tits for men. But um, the outer chest, very, very, very difficult area to deal with. Here's It's, it's kind of a, a multifaceted problem um a lot of it's genetics okay some people like biceps okay here let me give you some give you some uh examples here okay so biceps for instance you you train biceps you train biceps it's it doesn't matter what your genetic makeup is but if you notice like i have i don't have tattoos on this one so you know uh you see there's like a there's like a space 
between my bicep and my elbow, right? I have a big bicep peak, but I don't have like full biceps. That's just the way my my biceps were inserted into, you know, the to the to the joining areas and the connective tissue and all that. That that was that was genetics. That was what I was given. So when I started to train my biceps, I started to get really into it. It grew this way, like a ball. You also see some people who have like big, thick, like almost like footballs. Mine's like a softball. Some people's are like footballs. That's just genetics. And then you build it. Same with chest insertion. Some people have really wide, like Greek God-like chest insertion that goes all the way out deep into the armpit. Other people, it's really tight. So there's not much you could do about that outside, you know, that's the kind of the cards you're given. But if you want to isolate that area, you can do it. The thing about chest and that uh, is, that a lot of people don't understand is that, yes, an incline is going to focus more on your upper chest, decline lower. You know, a fly is going to be out or blah, 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 blah. You're right. You know, everyone kind of basically knows the understanding that you can isolate. Sir. But you're not really isolating those parts of your chest as much as you're taking away emphasis from the other parts of your chest. If that makes any sense. Okay. So you're not putting activity up to the upper chest when you're doing incline, you're just taking away activity from the lower quadrant. And the same goes for the outer part. Now that's not to say you shouldn't try and isolate it if it is something that you struggle with. Um, but the best, the best exercise I can think of Going old school, uh, Vince Gironda style, is the Vince Gironda dip. So it's just like a, a wide grip, parallel bar dip. But the more upright you are and the narrower the, the bars, the more it's going to focus on your triceps. The farther out you get, the more it's going to focus on your chest. And if you lean forward, push your butt back and make like a C out of your body instead of a, a an I, um, the more you lean back uh, and push your chest, push your chest to your chest, to put your chin to your chest and lean forward and get your elbows out wide, you can really isolate that part of the chest. Get it really a, a lot more. In fact, Vince Gironda himself was a big proponent of the idea of widening that chest. He didn't like the big bulking kind of uh, puffy outer chest. He liked the idea of chests being like a like a armor plate, you know, going really wide and, and tight like that. Um, also, cable flies where you're coming down and forward. So get the cable should be up, uh, you know, at a 45 degree angle from, say, your 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 eye line. And then you take the cables and you come down and forward in front of you to kind of below by your wiener. That will help to isolate the outer chest. Another thing when it comes to outer chest, a lot of it's body fat. And the reason why, you know, it kind of blurs out here is because people carry too much body fat. And a lot of guys carry body fat there and it's going to be, you know, a little bit dependent on your diet to um to kind of eradicate that problem and start to get it to be a little bit more defined there do you still keep in touch with any of the radio crew well i do a uh from dab lou blur dab lou blur uh i do of course i mean i keep in touch with bean pretty frequently uh via you know online uh, mostly from whatsapp because he's a wacky brit um and then i do a podcast every week with kevin called great news everyone should download it and subscribe and like and hit the notification bell it's the only news show that makes you feel better about yourself because news is awful and negativity and tries to convince you that people are bad but in actuality people are really good and kind and giving and charitable
And that's what our new show is about. Great news with Kevin and Mike available everywhere on YouTube as well. Um, I just texted back and forth with Ali yesterday. Uh, I, I have been in contact with Ralph here and there. I did his podcast and then he came on our podcast, Kevin and I. Um, but I, I should probably be in more touch with, with Ralphie, uh, Omar, Dave and beer mug. I pretty frequently contact. Uh, I talked to Dave the other day about other stuff, friend of ours, but I've done uh janky town bunch and I love those guys. So yes. Uh, yeah. Um, what post? Oh, and Dr. Drew, of course. I mean, Dr. Drew, I contact a lot. I send him a lot of really inappropriate shit. Uh, I just did his podcast. He actually came out to Austin. So I drove out and did his podcast and I don't know when that'll be available, but it was chaos. It was a chaotic episode. It was insane. I really pushed really hard to be horribly inappropriate because it's true. And I loved watching him just try to tap dance around me saying horrible shit, but it ended up being really fun. So keep your eyes open for that. What post-workout protein do you prefer? Beef, pork, Chicken, fish, etc. Um, I don't really make a big deal about like post-workout this versus every other time of day. I will say it's probably a good idea to avoid eating higher fat protein sources around your workout, whether it be pre or post, because fat delays digestion, um, which is a great thing, a great thing at all other times of day. But around your workout, you want to get the amino acids into your muscle cells as quickly as possible. So you want to opt for leaner cuts. Uh, Fat-free would be the best. Um, You know, that's why I think whey protein has been so kind of touted for pre and post-workout because it it, it practically gets into your system immediately, which is not, I don't think, a very good thing at other times of day because you get hungry almost immediately. But if you want... Uh, amino acids in the bloodstream quickly. Uh, whey protein's great. Um, I opt for essential amino acids. That's what I do around my workout. And then I don't really think about post and pre-workout meals. Um, day drinking. G Garfunkel 20. Day drinking and having the worst anxiety afterwards. I guess quitting would be the answer. Any tips? <sighs> the tough one. I'm an alcoholic and a drug addict and I'm in recovery. I always get really weirded out about giving people advice when it comes to drug use and drinking because I don't want to be that guy that gets clean and then tells you how to live your life. Well, drugs and alcohol are bad. That's not true. Drugs and alcohol are fine. I can't do them. Okay, I am. I, I can't. I can't. I think it's a real asshole move for the gluten intolerant person to go around telling you how bad gluten is. It's like, well, maybe it's bad for you. Fuck you. I love fucking pasta. So suck my dick. It's kind of how I feel about alcohol, except the stakes are really high, a lot higher. Um, if you genuinely feel like you're having serious problems with it com- when it comes to alcohol, that is the best choice. Because it may sound like It may sound crazy to some people, and it would have sounded crazy to me at age 20, but most people don't 
drink. The overwhelming majority of people do not drink alcohol and feel bad. They have a couple drinks and they enjoy themselves. Every once in a while, they may even get a little tipsy. But they have no problem not drinking the next day. And they have no problem uh, waking up in the morning. That, that is how normal people deal with alcohol and drugs too. I think for a long time, people made this, created this idea that if you do heroin once, you do you snort cocaine once, you're fucked. Your life's over. No, it's like, no. There's a whole lot of people who like twice a year, they go to Vegas and do a couple bumps and they're fine. You know the difference between you and those people if you have a problem. Same with alcohol. Most people, normal people who are not alcoholics, who do not have a problem with it, they don't deal with issues regarding alcohol. They just have a glass of wine with dinner. Or on the weekends, and they, you know, watch football on Sunday, they have a couple beers, and it's fine. And if they're driving, they're like, yeah, I guess I shouldn't really have any more. You know, I've had, I've had two beers, dude. I, I'm driving, so... That's how normal people do it. I, it sounds crazy to a lot of you out there because maybe there's an issue. The other thing is I don't like to tell people this is what you got to do. I know what I did. I know what worked for me. But there's a million ways to skin the cat. I, I was a real, I'm a really, really bad drug addict and alcoholic. I'm really bad. It's poison to me. And so for me, the only option was I had to go into an inpatient facility for 30 days, 28 days. And then after that, I had to go to meetings every day. I had to get a sponsor. I had to do it. I had to work the steps. I had to. There's no possibility. I I tried in vain other ways, trying to do it on my own, tried to just drink on weekends. I tried to give up hard alcohol, and and I was just like, I'll just drink beer. I tried to just smoke weed. For me, the only way I did it was kind of the traditional 12-step model and and doing it hard. I had to go hard. I don't think it's appropriate for me to say, like, that's what you have to do. I don't know. But I will tell you that's what worked for me and that if you're hesitant to go to those extremes, that also might be a sign that there's problems too because I will tell you, uh, G. Garfunkel 20, I'm not, this is not judgmental because I've been there. This is from, this is sincere. There is some issue. I'm not saying you're an alcoholic. I'm saying there is a serious issue though. If you're getting shame and guilt and anxiety from drinking alcohol. Because someone who doesn't have an issue doesn't get that. My dad doesn't, you know, my dad will have a cocktail uh, at dinner. It's like drinking water to him. He's like, I don't give, I just wanted a fucking whiskey, so suck my dick. And if it's a barbecue on 4th of July, my dad will have a beer at, at, at lunch. It doesn't, it doesn't factor in. That's how I think normal people are. I am totally, for me, I can't, you know, so I, I think that if you're having this feeling of, I know I shouldn't be doing this, but I'm doing it anyway. And then when you do it, you feel terrible. Examine that. Um, and one of the great, again, I don't want to be a, a, a 12-step evangelist. I, I know it worked for me, but 
What I will say is that when it comes to, because there is other options, but when it comes to 12-step, one of the great things about it is that you don't have to spend any money or do anything. There's there's options for you. So at least you can go talk to someone. You can go to a meeting. You could reach out to someone who's in recovery and just talk to that dude. Try a meeting. See how it feels. Um, I, I think that's a good, at least an, an icebreaker to maybe examine what's going on. But I feel for you, dude. And, I, and I'm, uh, you know, I'm here if you wanted to contact me outside of this. Um, what are some things in the health and fitness industry that you used to think were true but are now false? Also, do you still plan on doing cooking with Mikey from Trey Thinks? Uh, first question, good qu- both good questions. First question is a really good question. One of the things that I thought was true in the health and fitness industry that I don't think is true anymore, or at least I can assert that aren't, is I used to really, I'm a big proponent of food quality, but I used to say that like it was a make it or break it thing. And that's not true. When it comes to your overall health, having, losing weight it will make up for all the other shit that eating bad food creates. Here, uh, let me explain. I didn't explain that well. I used to think like you had to eat sweet potatoes and and grass-fed meat uh, or, or you're, you're not going to get in good health. And now science has shown the reality is, is that how much you eat is way more important than what you're eating. And that if you were to figure out some fucking crazy way to regulate how much you ate, but you were eating Pop-Tarts and protein bars, you're in the end, just by being in that caloric deficit and losing the body weight, you get all the health benefits of the guy or gal who eats the grass-fed meat and the sweet potatoes. Now, here's the rub, though. It's fucking impossible to do that long term. It really is very hard to eat Frosted Flakes and and McDonald's and be able to monitor and and regulate how much you're eating over a long term. It's not very sustainable. It's really hard to under eat those foods. But and this is kind of like it's hard to deny now with the science, the person that eats, let's say you're my size, okay, 175 pounds, 5'10". You take me and I eat 175 grams of protein every day and 1,800 calories of grass-fed beef and bone broth and spinach and sweet potatoes. But it's 175 grams of protein and it's uh, it's 1,800 calories. You take the same exact dude, same exact size. If I had a twin brother, you take him and you give him 175 grams of protein and 1,800 calories, but it's protein shakes with fucking... Uh, McDonald's happy meals in six months. We're going to be, we're going to be the same. Now science where it leaves you off here. What are we going to be like in 60 years? That's a, you know, it's a good question. Especially my, I'm going to be 43 in a couple weeks. I, I have to believe, I don't know. I don't have any proof scientifically, but I have to believe that in seven years when I'm 50, by eating fruit and grass-fed meat, I will be better off than the my twin brother who has pizza and protein shakes. But there's no proof of that. And that is something that, you know, 25-year-old Mike was convinced that you had to have your 
well-balanced functional fats in your carbs and this and it's reality is like look you're 40 pounds overweight if you ate enough beautiful grass-fed organic foods but you remain 40 pounds overweight you would be better off by losing 40 pounds eating bullshit you would that science issue, uh, your blood sugar, your insulin, your, 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 your diabetic markers, your heart rate, every, all of that, almost all of it is improved just by virtually losing body fat. Okay. So, you know, and I, and I'm not, I'm not telling you go eat pop tarts and bullshit. Just don't eat and don't eat a lot of it. What I am saying is that don't become obsessive about certain food quality because in the opposite direction, I know too many of you, especially people who are like into my podcast in this world, you're so into like Whole30 and Paleo, but you're eating 7,000 calories of almond butter and fucking ribeye. And you think you're doing your thing and you wonder why you don't look how you're supposed to look or that you're not getting the health markers you want. Because the reality is, is that you eat, even if it's the best shit from Erewhon and Whole Foods, you eat too much of it, it's, it throws it all out the window. And that's why I have a big problem, just a basic fundamental problem with the idea of paleo. Because then people just are like, well, if I don't eat bread and I don't eat uh, uh, stuff, you know, from the paleolithic that wasn't around in the paleolithic era. By the way, not true. Um, but you know what I'm getting. You, if I just eat fruits and and good meat and stuff, like I'm I'm doing everything I need to do and I'll be shredded and be in great health. That's not true because you could eat fucking 6,000 calories of that shit and you're fucked. So there you go. Is Liver King natural by any chance? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. Because I think he's older than me. And he's jacked. He's fucking super jacked. But, and I mean this. Really, who gives a fuck? I don't, I really hate this whole culture of natty or not. Because whether or not you you think this is the case. It breeds this kind of hater mentality. Liver King is all over the internet and he, everyone he's blowing up in the fitness industry. And I feel like it's just a really easy way. And it's a really negative mind space to get in. It's like, well, whatever he's, he's, he's using steroids. So I don't even care if he's not, he doesn't, he hasn't accomplished anything. I don't give a fuck how much Trenbolone and and Deca and Anavar and Anabol you put in your body. That guy trains like an animal. And most of us, myself included, I could do all the steroids forever. I could do Branch Warren's steroid cycle for the Mr. Olympia. I'll never look like Liver King because that guy is a beast. So I don't know. I don't know. And I don't, I don't, I don't, I genuinely don't care. And I just, I have a natural problem, natural, see, I have a, an innate problem with the whole natty or not thing, because it's just like, it's just like anything else where people start to, from afar, start to just get critical about people who are, 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 are making it, making it big, pardon the pun. Um, just, he's got a great physique, maybe pharmaceuticals, maybe not. But uh, good for him. That's my take. I'm not going to concern myself with other people's shit. Lucy is 
fantastic. What is Lucy? Well, it's the best way to get the best drug, and that is nicotine. I know when I say nicotine, your mind automatically goes to yucky stuff like uh, smoking or, or vaping or chewing tobacco and stuff like that. But that's that's the problem is that there's this weird taboo. There's this weird stigma around nicotine when in actuality, nicotine in and of itself is a fantastic drug to help curb your appetite, to give you a metabolic boost to uh, give you a cognitive boost, a fantastic one, by the way, that's been studied many times over. So what do you have to do? You got to get your hands on some Lucy lozenges or gum or these new like little flavor burst balls that they have. And they give you four or eight milligrams, a good clinical dose of nicotine. And it's all without the gross stuff that I know your mind goes to when you hear the word nicotine. Lucy is a fantastic product. I love it, and it's how I get my nicotine. So what you need to do, go to lucy.co, use the promo code Mikey to get 20% off your order of Lucy nicotine capsules, pouches, gum, or any other Lucy products. That's lucy.co, use the promo code Mikey at checkout. I have to let you know, though, this product contains non-tobacco nicotine. Tobacco, excuse me, nicotine is an addictive chemical. Lucy.co, be sure to use the promo code Mikey. NordVPN is your personal security bodyguard thingy in this world of online living. And what's more important than peace of mind in a world where we live online? Absolutely nothing. And that's where NordVPN comes in, okay? NordVPN is the world's best VPN service, hands down, offering the fastest connectivity, most servers, and next-gen encryption to make sure that everything you do online stays secure. Plus, you can use NordVPN on all of your computers and devices, no matter the o- the operating system, okay? So NordVPN has your back down the line. Grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash believe or use the promo code believe, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get up to 70% off your NordVPN plan plus one additional month for free. It's also risk-free with NordVPN's 30-day money-back guarantee. NordVPN, best in the business. Thank you so much for sponsoring this episode. Love the podcast, my Q&A. My current routine over the past few months is hitting the gym or for at least an hour, six days a week with alternating routines. I understand. I use this as me time. Well, that's, that's good. I'm following your calorie deficit, high protein, lift heavy resistance training. Okay, good for you, man. Diet is on point. I'm 41 years old, 5'9", 165. For this kind of intensity, what advice do you have? What should I look out for? Thanks, man. For this, okay, here's my problem, Matt Pittman Jax. First off, congratulations. I love that you're into physical culture and that you're going hard six days a week, and it's your time. But you say, for this type of intensity, I have to say, what type of intensity To be honest, six days a week, an hour at a time, that's probably not very much intensity. And if it is, then you're a fucking beast. Like you would be liver king. Okay? I train six days a week, sometimes twice a day. I couldn't always train like that. And still sometimes, and out of, you know, so we're talking, let's say 10 training sessions a week. 
Like four of them are high intensity. For that type of volume, for a natural guy at age 41, so you're essentially my, I'll be 43, but you're essentially my age. But at 5'9", 165, I have to assume you're not jacked out of your mind and that you're not a, 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 a high-level athlete um, unless you're like a like an endurance athlete or like a MMA fight or something like that. You got a question... Okay, are you spending your time wisely is a better question. Because if you're if you're at this level and you're you're training 6 days a week for an hour, you're probably doing too much of shit that doesn't matter. Cuz you could do a lot better off training Six days a week, but three of those days weight training and weight training to the point that you're not going to need to train six days a week, like fucking going hard. And the other three days doing some type of like really low level cardio, you know, maybe treadmill walking or something. Mobility work. Um, but I also, I don't, I don't know your goals. And another thing is, is like you say, Diet is on point. That's really vague. And I are, I automatically write people off when they say, oh, I my diet is clean or my diet's my diet's been perfect. My diet's it's like, really? Do tell. I was at uh uh, like a like a mom and pop liquor store maybe i don't know 5 years ago some shit like that back in LA there was a bad neighborhood i was i forgot where i was going but i was going somewhere and i had to pull over to get gas or something and i i was at this liquor store it wasn't i wasn't in watts but i was in not it wasn't like a good uh, nice neighborhood so I'm at this liquor store and I'm standing in line and I see this sign, right? It says, we only accept cash, credit, and debit. I'm like, what the fuck? What other, what other bullshit? What the fuck else do we take? I This is a store that sells goods. We only accept cash, credit, and debit. So I was like, why don't you just say we don't accept checks? Like, why would that sign? I mean, that's crazy. That's pretty much all. For- so I, I monitor this and I, I, I bank it in my fucking head. And uh, a couple days go by and I'm telling this story at breakfast. And a friend of mine goes, well, they they were saying they don't accept EBT and food stamps. I was like, oh, oh. He's like, yeah, you've 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 never been fucking broke, broke. You don't know what you you don't you just didn't know. I was like, oh. And the reason I'm telling you this story is because, like, yeah, I have had years of my life where I was poor. I was working four jobs, making shit money, and I was having a hard time uh, making figuring out how I was going to pay the rent and shit. I had to borrow cash from my parents every once in a while, and you know, I was like, I was struggling, but I was never poor. 
I didn't even know. I don't know. And I feel like when a lot of people say, uh, 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 my diet's clean. My diet's on point. I was like, mm, you don't even know, really. Have you monitored your calories? How many calories are you eating a day, every day, for months? How many grams of protein every day? Every day, including your weekend binge and brunch with your buddies where you had seven beers and nachos. Every day. Not some of the time. Not I've been adding some more broccoli and chicken breast to my diet, therefore I'm diet. My di- what does your diet is clean or your diet's on point mean? And that's what I'm saying. It's like I'm with me and the EBT stuff. I my my whole perspective was skewed. And I think a lot of people, the general public, when they say my diet is on point, my diet is clean. What the fuck does that mean? You mean you're making better choices here and there? Good. I, I That's awesome. I'm not trying to belittle you. I'm not trying to demean you for saying this. What I'm saying is, is that that can mean anything. And if you want extreme results, if you want uh, expect excellence, you have to put in the deposit has to be, you know, the, the return of excellence comes with a deposit of excellence. So there you go, Matt, man, Mike, no, Matt Pittman, Jax. Uh, it sounds like you're living a very healthy, beautiful life. And I love that. Um, but to, to answer your questions adequately, DM me or something or, or sign up at my Patreon. Um, thoughts on pro hormones like hexadrone. I don't like any pro hormone. I don't even know what fucking hexadrone is. Fuck that. Why? Don't do that. There are supplements that do work and that are hormone manipulators that have been proven to be relatively safe. Um, At least, you know, somewhat there isn't any kind of like major long-term study that's showing that they're harmful. Um, Things like turksterone will work. It'll it'll work. Not for everybody, but it does. It's deaspartic acid, bulbine, bulbine something. You know, there's these hormonal stuff, things that you could fuck with that 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 do work. I'm not saying they're necessarily worth the money because a lot of them are very expensive. But there's things. But pro hormones, pro hormones come with them the same downsides that steroids come with. But people won't do steroids. Steroids, excluding some things like anadrol and 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 and, and uh, trenbolone, excluding some of them, they're gonna be less negatively impacting to the body than a pro-hormone is, and they come with way bigger fucking upside. Especially testosterone. 100 milligrams of testosterone a month is, or excuse me, a week, is a really safe low dose. Uh, It's way more effective than any pro-hormone. It's cheaper, but people get all weirded out, and they think that by opting for something that you could buy online that it's safer. Fuck that. My, I have the same feeling on SARMs. SARMs could be great. And I know some of them, like Osterine and stuff, have proven to be effective. I just have no fucking clue what they do to your body long term. And neither does the scientific community. So I'm going to sit back and just be like, I don't know. Whereas testosterone, we know very, very, very well what it does. Long term, short term, high dose, low dose. Studied up the yin yang. And it's already in your body. Totally natural. Um, you know, I'm not saying go out and do testosterone. If you're, if you're under 40, just train hard and eat right. 
If you're starting to get into the extended age like uh, yours truly, explore the idea of testosterone replacement therapy or hormone replacement therapy, but talk to a medical professional to do it. But outside, I'm saying if you're gonna, if you're already doing it, you're already buying Hexadrone or whatever the fuck, then just go get fucking juice. Get on the gas, brother. It's safer and uh, cheaper and way more effective. Uh, I'm about to do the one-to-one protein to body weight per day diet, and I'm 250 pounds. How should I be spreading it out throughout the day? From Golden Graham 73. Very good question. It's largely inconsequential. I say largely because it's not completely. Um, There is going to be better digestion and overall maybe a slightly better protein efficiency and and protein synthesis to someone who splits it up into smaller doses, 35 grams per se. But if you're 250 pounds, you're a big fella, realistically, are you going to be able to day in and day out eat? (sighs) I'm trying to do math. Not a good thing. Are you going to be able to eat seven and eight 35 gram protein meals? Or are you going to be able to eat five 50 gram? I think it's way more realistic that you eat five 50 gram meals in a day and consistently do that. Um, and the, 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 the downside is going to be so negligible that in the end, it would be so much better if you were just consistent with getting 250 grams. I know people, I know them personally who eat two 150 gram, you know, they're big fucks that eat uh, 110 grams a meal and they eat twice a day and they're fine. They're jacked actually. Um, so you got to with meal frequency when it comes to protein amount or just meal frequency in general, do what is best and most suitable and is easiest for you to do consistently. I don't get hungry in the morning. I just don't. I don't. I, I'm not. I wake up. I'm not fucking hungry. I don't know why. Even when I don't eat before I go to bed, because uh, I'm a, I'm an animal. I, I I have such a terrible appetite, and it's so hard for me to die because I'm a I'm a fucking foodie. I love to eat, and I eat like a pig. Um, but I I'm not hungry in the morning. So you know what I do? I just backload shit. It makes it easier for me. It makes it way easier because I know I'm gonna be starving at 10 p.m. So what do I do? I eat like a bird till about 3 or 4 p.m. Then I have one medium sized meal, and then I have another gigantic meal at eight o'clock and I tend to be okay. And I fall asleep and I press repeat. That's me. If you're someone who wakes up and women tend to be the opposite, women tend to need to feed more frequently and they tend to wake up hungry and that's okay. That's why even like a, the big intermittent fasting proponents, they like to say, you know, Hey guys can go 18, 20 hours a day for, you know, your, your fasting window. I don't like to see women go over 12 or 14 that I've seen that numerous times from people who are big proponents of intermittent fasting. I, it's something hormonal in the setup of, of us men and women that makes it different. That's not every woman, but I know that it tends to be a, a, a common thing. Um, but if you're someone who loves to, if you get starving every couple hours, then go ahead, do that. Whatever is best and suits you because we are all fucking snowflakes. I know if you're a big alt-right guy, you don't like hearing that. <laughs> no, but we are. We're very unique. Our metabolism's very unique. Our body size, our training history, our lifestyle, it's also unique. Play to your strengths. Because in the end, all that matters is consistency. All that matters. You can have the most elaborate, scientifically backed breakdown of what you should be doing. It doesn't mean fuck all if you can't do it for three, four weeks at a time. Doesn't mean shit. 
Mike, have you ever heard of Scooby 1961, aka Scooby Workshop? He's had one of the best fitness websites dedicated to fitness and dieting and no BS reviews on all the fitness fads, equipment, etc. Yeah, I've heard of that guy. I'm not a big follower of his, but I certainly I've liked him when I've come across him. He's a really happy, positive dude that I I, I like his demeanor. He's also just pretty well fucking he's jacked out of his mind. He's like 60 something. He lives a pretty healthy, cool lifestyle. So, yeah, I, I, I got Scooby's back. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know much about, I don't follow him very closely. Like a lot of other, I follow Greg Doucette and Lane Norton and Lyle McDonald. Like I follow them. I know everything they're putting out and Stan efforting. I don't do that with Scooby Workshop, but from the shit I have seen from him, I give him a big thumbs up, you know, good work, Scoobs. (laughs) I need your help, guys. KP Kicks. Planning anything big for number 20. It's not my 20th birthday. I'm 43 fucking years old. 20. What have I, what is number 20? What am I doing the 20th of? What? Hey, Mike, two questions for you. Been doing five by five workouts for about three months and I'm starting to plateau on some of the lifts. Should I start switching it up? If so, how? My left trap muscle is noticeably larger than my right. I think it started when I had a shoulder injury back in the day. Recommendations for correcting the imbalances. Thanks for the podcast and sharing your knowledge. I've learned a lot from you. Thank you, dude. Well, plateauing on strength numbers is that happens. That happens to every human. No matter how strong or weak you are. Um, depending on how long you've been doing, okay, for three months. No, you don't need to you don't need to do anything different. Just buckle down. There may be a couple of weeks where you don't progress in weight on specifically on uh bench press. Bench press is it's really hard to make progress. Um, and sometimes the progress is infinitesimal. Sometimes it even goes backwards, and you're like, ah, what am I doing wrong? It nothing. It's just the way the bodies work. The way the body's set up, sometimes everything's going well and you're doing and training hard and eating right. And sometimes you just wake up. It's just one of those days. There's been stress at work or you didn't sleep right the night before. And you go in and you're like, I did 535 on deadlift for three reps last week. And now I can't even pick up 505. I literally can't get it off the ground. And it has nothing to do with anything other than it's just not the compound uh, compound movements. They're very beneficial for a lot of reasons, but also what makes them so beneficial is that you have to do a lot of shit, a lot of shit, and even above and beyond your muscular, skeletal muscular, skeletal muscular system, skeletal, skeletal muscular system. Your muscles are only doing a slight part of it. Yes, you have to coordinate your hamstrings, your glutes, and your grip. And your upper back to deadlift all at the same time. And it takes a lot. It takes a lot of coordination. But you have to coordinate a lot of things as well internally. You have to be in a good mood. That plays a role. You have to have strong central nervous system recovery. You can't be burned out. You have to have proper fucking hydration. Sodium levels. Your magnesium needs to be there for you to fire off your muscles. Um, what I'm saying is, is that there is such an extensive list of things that need to be going right. 
for you to deadlift and squat and do all these complex movements properly and do them well and to continue progressing that every once in a while, just because life is life, it's not going to be there. And you could be doing everything right. And sometimes it just doesn't work out. Your kid was crying all night. You had a newborn. You only slept four or five hours the night before. And uh, maybe it's two nights before and it's waiting. It's taking its time to catch up with you. Some maybe it's been it's winter. You haven't got a lot of sunlight. You didn't even realize you're vitamin D deficient. Who fucking knows? But that's one of the main amazing parts about being a human is that we have this complex, insane machinery that makes up our whole being. The, the muscle cells and, and the metabolic functions and our brain chemicals. And don't even give the, the just the, the absolute capacity of what we can do with our brains is fucking crazy. Supercomputers. But you got a vintage Lamborghini. It's an amazing machine. But shit goes wrong all the time. You want a Honda Accord? It's so fucking bankable and dependable and nothing goes wrong. Same my I used to have a Toyota pickup truck. Nothing ever went wrong with it. Nothing ever went wrong. But it was nothing special. And us humans, we're not Toyota pickups. We're fucking vintage Lamborghinis where you can only get the parts at some asshole shop in Milan and it takes you six months to get it and every single time you drive it, some minuscule thing can go wrong. Fucks up the whole thing. That's our system. But but the way that it works is so beautiful and eloquent. So don't get frustrated because that, that those things happen. And if only three months in, you're yeah, you're going to stall every once in a while. Just keep, be smart. Keep your progression very, very minuscule and every time just try your best. If focusing on aesthetics rather than performance, should deadlifts be touch and go, full reset, or stop an inch or so above the floor? By the way, back into my size six jeans, baby. Nice. And a girl. A girl, I think. I mean, no guy would say size six. Yeah. Okay. Guy would say like my size 34s. No guy would say size six. Um, very good question. Oh, I got to find it again. Fuck. Got to get better system. Where'd you go? Oh, is Chial Spins? <laughs> Let me break this one down. Is Kial Spines? Um, it's a very good question. Deadlifts are amazing. Deadlifts are great. All different types of deadlifts, not even talking about straight leg versus conventional sumo. I'm talking about all the different types of ways that you do conventional deadlifting have their downside and their upside. If I'm not a big fan of touch and go, but if all you care about is being amazing looking, touch and go are great. Touch and go are great. Even better would be to stop right before the ground. So to so where you're not even getting the momentum. Uh, from the ground you're just stopping right before the bar touch the plates touch the ground and keeping tension on your upper back and your lats and your inner back that is the best way for hypertrophy because you're keeping continuous tension on the back as soon as the ground it touches the ground even if you're doing touch and go you're allowing uh tension to um go out of the muscles and also it makes you a little bit more prone to injury in my opinion because it's very hard to kind of time 
the the momentum and the bounce back. And you're not really good because the weight is too heavy. It's not something like a plyometric where you're getting the stretch reset cycle hitting. Um, so I'm not a big fan of touch and go. I do like the idea of of like stopping short if you can keep your posture. If you can, if you're if you're wanting to get really heavy and really focus on upper back and lats and, and traps and things like that, I'm a big fan of rack deads, meaning you don't even get your lower back involved. It completely takes out really the threat of injury and you're keeping the focus on that upper back and your lat spread. And you can go a little wider to even focus more on that lats. Um, so yeah, do the rack deads are great. Uh, if you're talking about just aesthetics, if you're talking about strength development, nothing compares to stop, stop and start every single time from the ground conventional. Okay. Because that gets you beefy. That is where, that's where you separate the men from the boys or the girls from the women in, in this case for Ischel pints. Um, it's, it, it, look, and we talked about this last podcast. There's other things to take into consideration besides just damage to the muscle cells. When you want to have a fully developed physique, not just performance, I mean a physique, you have to take into consideration things like force development, mechanical stress, and overall tension on the muscle cells. So if you're going to develop mechanical force and ability to develop force, you've got a conventional deadlift from the ground or sumo if your body suits it better. Um, but if you're really just in a position where you're talking about, I want to be amazing looking, then yes, rack deads or from an inch above the ground is probably your best option. Ali, Ali Q Dub. In the shower, do you face the water aiming at you or do you face away? Both. I, I, I mix and match. How many pairs of sandals have you broken in your lifetime? You walk like a guy who enjoys a good pair of sandals. Uh, I'm sorry, Aaron H. Owl. You're wrong. I hate sandals. I don't. I used to own some that my wife got me, like some Javianas, I think they're called. They were like Brazilian brand and they look cool and everything. I hate wearing sandals. Uh, If I have to wear a sandal or like a slip on, I wear Birkenstocks because I'm a 90s bitch. Um. Here's another thing. I've been wearing Birkenstocks for like five, 10 years. They're seriously that long and they're dope. So many people are like, look at your fucking Birkenstocks. <laughs> now in the last like year, two years, you start to see like Kanye and fucking uh, the, the bum looking guy. Uh, talented, but he looks like a bum. Um, I don't know, what's that fucking guy's name? Post Malone. Yeah, Post Malone and 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 Travis Scott and Kanye, they're all wearing Birkenstocks. And now there's like Birkenstock collabs. Fuck all of you. Fuck everyone who was like, uh, you look at your Birkenstocks, man. I was like, I don't care. They're dope. Uh, wore them in 96. I wear them in them now. You can suck my balls. And now they're cool. And I'm sure there's a bunch of other people who are seeing the same thing a year and a half ago, two years ago with Crocs. Because I always shit on people for wearing Crocs. Then next thing you know, they're like the coolest thing in the world. And people are doing Gucci Croc collabs. And I'm sure, listen, you had every right to be like, suck my balls. But I don't like, I don't wear sandals. I don't, I don't really. And I've never broken sandals. Uh, so I'm sorry, dude. Having some knee issues with squatting lately, physio found that right leg is about 20% less strong than the right. 
suggesting I focus on right leg work for a while. Should I totally back off the back front squat until it's better or keep getting going with a lower weight? Any unilateral exercises you could suggest for increasing quad hamstring strength at home? <laughs> Up in Canada, most gyms still pain to get into. Thanks a lot. Yeah, um, I do not. If you're having pain in knees anywhere, but especially the knees, if you're having pain in your knees when you're squatting, don't squat. Especially because the Bulgarian split squat is such an amazing exercise and can be done unilaterally and will eventually take care of the problems and imbalances that you're having as well. If you take one-legged Romanian deadlifts, do those for them hammies, one-legged, well, all Bulgarian split squats are one leg, but Bulgarian split squats and then uh, knees over toes guy split squats where you try to push. It's almost like a groin stretch where you're pushing your knee over your toe as far as you can. And it's like a split squat, but instead of staying with a vertical shin, you're pushing the knee out. Do those three. Come back to squatting when you get everything worked out. You will have a better squat. You will be in better condition. You will have better alignment. I, I big believer in those three. How to go to Starbucks without looking all sus because you're in hyper aware social goof. I'm sorry, Lana Olivia G. I don't know how to answer that. I'm not hyper aware or a social goof. I, I don't think I'm a social goof. I mean, I'm a goofball, but I don't really go to Starbucks much. I will I will hit up the drive through Starbuckies every once in a while when it's like raining and freezing. But I'm uh, I have my local coffee shop. Feathers and frosting. Ooh. <laughs> and I, in Venice, I had mine too. And I, I hit those up every once in a while. But I like to make my own coffee. And when I do go to a Starbucks or something similar, I don't feel all that aware. I don't feel like I'm looking sus because I'm just going to get coffee. I f- the only time I go places where I feel like I'm like I'm hyper aware of myself is when I'm going somewhere that's typically for younger people and i'm like fuck am i that guy am i that 40 year old guy at the at the like hip-hop concert am i that guy i remember one i don't go to nightclubs often but my friend had a birthday party this is probably like five years ago so i wasn't even that old i guess i was like 38 right and my friend had a like a nightclub it was like a hip nightclub and I went, and even then I was like, am I that guy? Because there's a bunch of 21-year-olds and 24-year-olds, and all the girls are trying to like, and I'm, you know, I'm like looking around. And I became hyper aware. I'm sure no one gave a shit about me, and no one even paid attention to the fact that I was there. But that I definitely was, I, I can empathize where I was like, look at me. What am I doing here? I'm, I'm, I'm a suspicious fellow. When doing lower body unilateral exercises, I find a rest between each leg for shorter period of time instead of after both legs. Yes, that's a great idea. If you're doing any unilateral exercise, let's say you have a two-minute prescribed rest period. Well, that's two minutes prescribed for doing both sides at once. If you're for back squat, that's two minutes. If you're doing one leg at a time, you don't need to take that much rest because the time that you're doing your right leg, your left leg's resting. Same with, you know, single arm barbell curls. Let's say you're doing like a, a, a concentration curl. You don't need to factor in the rest period to your left arm when you're doing your right arm training because your left arm is just fucking sitting there. So, yes, you can shorten the rest periods for that. It's a good question. 
All right, one more. Do you still keep in touch with Wolfmate? Yes, absolutely. I love Jason so much. I really do. When can I have my chance to hook up with Kulo Breaker from Becoming Christy? Be careful what you wish for. His name, Rudy's fucking name on the streets is Kulo Breaker. He breaks asses. And he's not doing it with a foot. He's doing it with that pito. So if you want your chance becoming Christy, I can hook it up. But be careful what you wish for because you will be walking like you went horseback riding and having serious problems when it comes to going number two for a long time because he earned the name Kulo Breaker. Thank you. I love you. This crazy mixed up world that makes you think that nobody cares. Remember, I do. Be good. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.